So I would encourage you to, to uh, download the, the Bible app, version. Uh, one of the plans that I've been reading, and I can't even remember which one it is because I finished it a long time ago, but I wrote this down. It's, it was in one of my devotionals. You can choose all kinds of devotionals on there. I think this was on joy. And the, the author said it's important to understand the relationship between joy and thanksgiving. If you're a thankful person, joy can't be very far away. And if you're a joyful person, he said, I can guarantee that you count your blessings loudly and daily. Thanksgiving is the password that opens the door of his presence to his people. And when you enter into his presence, you know what you find there, joy. Because in his presence, there is fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Not the passing pleasures of this world, but pleasures that last forever, that go beyond the, the circumstances you're in. Pleasures that go beyond the temporary. God has incredible pleasures for you. And, and as you get into his presence with thanksgiving, you find yourself in the midst of joy. So today, he says, if you're struggling with sadness or disappointment in life, make a list of things for which you're thankful. Don't stop at five or ten. Be lavish in your thanksgiving. Make a list of 20 or 50 or 100 things for which you're grateful. And he says thanksgiving should be a genuine daily lifestyle. A grateful heart is the fertile growing place for the seeds of joy to spring up and blossom in abundance. And the psalmist declares in Psalm 100, Shout with joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. That's, that's the entrance point, thanksgiving. Then go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. And his faithfulness continues to each and every generation. David also declares in Psalm 103, Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sin. We can stop right there. And you got a list of things to praise him for. Unless you've forgotten how sinful you are. But some of us have been around God for so long, we forget how awful and yucky we used to be. And some of us are sitting in our righteousness and getting a little too self-righteous. And God's like, hmm, starting to smell in here. Come on now. He forgives all my sins. He heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death. And he crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. Not the Philadelphia eagles. <laughs> but the real eagles that soar and win. 
and catch the updrafts of, of whatever storm comes. <laughs> what an awesome God. Teresa of Avila says, the first moment in the arms of Jesus, the first moment of heaven, is going to make a thousand years of misery on earth look like one night in a bad hotel. I like that. And it's true. There's an old song that says, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. So we've got to turn our eyes upon Jesus. And look full in his wonderful face. Then the things of this earth will grow strangely dim. In the light of his glory. And I remind you today, what you can see isn't all there is. Tim Day says, I'm struck by how little the emperors of Rome are mentioned in the New Testament. The writers were clearly captivated by another king. And if you did a little history lesson and you went back to their day when they were writing the New Testament, you'd find they were under great oppression. There was no freedom of religion. And yet somehow they didn't write about that. What they did was they encouraged one another. Hey, keep your eyes fixed. Don't look down here. Don't look at all this mess. Don't, don't keep your eyes fixed on your junk. Take a good look at God because he's coming back. Things are about to shift. We can do this. Jesus gave his life for us. We may have to shed a little blood, but we haven't yet, okay? And they were captivated by another king. Now remind us today, let's keep a heart of thanksgiving as we progress into Christmas. Amen? Amen. So we've been looking at, at seeds and soil. and uh, On Highway 1, there was this big sign. I think it went up in October sometime, and I, I saw it, and it just clicked inside of me. It says, fall is for planting trees, shrubs, and perennials. And I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to sell you something. I get that. But the reality is fall is a season, and it's a season that's good for planting things that last. And 
if I could just be so bold as to say that this is your season, if you'll take advantage of it. This is your season. This is a good season to plant. It's a good season to invest. It's a good season to do what you know you need to do. Um, we want to plant seed that will last, seed that will continue, seed that will produce fruit. We want to invest wisely. We want to strategically look beyond today, eyes to the future, eyes to the kingdom, not eyes to this earth. Because everything you see here is going to pass away, but what you invest in the kingdom will last forever. So let's take advantage of this season and plant good seed on purpose. Seed, seed's a big deal. Seeds don't look like much, but they contain in them. I, I love the little packets of seeds, right? Because you got this little packet of nothing, it seems like, and you just pick it up and there's nothing in it. It's like, what is this? Nothing here. Oh, but there's little things in there called seeds. And those little seeds produce what the picture is on the package. But, huh? Really? Seriously? They do. And you're thinking, how does that little thing produce that? How does that beautiful plant come out of that? I don't know. But God knows. And planted in the right soil, taken care of, fertilized, watered, sunlight, all that kind of stuff, it, it does what it needs to do. And so we want to make the right decision because every decision we make is a seed planted in the garden of life. The decisions you make today will affect your tomorrow. Tell your neighbor that. Today affects your tomorrow. What you decide in this season of your life will determine who you will become in the next season. What you plant in this season of your life will determine who you will become in the next season. And so the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at the seed of God's word. We're asking God to let it sprout and grow in us so we can live loved. Lisa Turkhurst reminds us at the core of who we are, we crave the acceptance that comes from being loved. To satisfy this longing, we will either be a grasper of God's love or a grabber of people's love. And if we grasp the full love of Christ, we won't have to grab at other things to fill us up. And Peter reminds the, the Christ followers, those who were following Jesus of his day, they were basically, you know, outcasts of society running for their lives. And he reminds them who they are. And here's what he says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. He says, but you're not like that. You are. Somebody say, you are. You are, you are a chosen people. You know what it's like to be chosen. How many know what it's like not to be chosen? Right? You're the last one on the, everybody's picking teams and sides and like, uh, who wants to take Billy? Okay, okay, Billy. Uh, like, really? Okay. <laughs> if your name's Billy, don't take offense, okay? <laughs> Sorry. But you're not like that. You are a chosen people. You are royal priests. You are a holy nation. God's very own possession 
And because of that, because you are this, this is who you are, you, as a result, can show others the goodness of God. Because you understand who you are, because you, you get it, you're, you're living loved, you're living chosen, you're living royal, you're living holy, you're God's very own possession, nobody can take that from you. As a result of that, you have the ability to show others the goodness of God. Because you're full. You're not grabbing for everybody else to fill you up. You're not an empty bucket trying to dip out of somebody else's. You know what it's like when people come at you and they're, they're trying to dip out of your bucket to fill themselves up? Right? And they think if they get enough out of you, well, you're not, yeah, 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 yeah. They think they're going to get full. They're not. They're just sloshing it out. But if you live full, if you live loved, if you recognize who you are in Christ, hey, you got the ability to pour. You know, yeah, they may come grab them. You're going, nah, nah, here, have it, have it, go, be filled up. You have that ability. You, as a result, can show others the goodness of God. We talk a lot about being Jesus with skin on around here. That's what it looks like. It's showing others the goodness of God. Just peeling back the layers and showing the goodness of God. Pulling the curtain back. Here's God. He's good. He's amazing. Check him out. It, it's not a big deal. You just pull the curtain. Look, it's God. Yeah, this happened, but it's God. And he's so good. You show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. You ever come out of a dark room and, and the light's so bright, you're like, whoa. It's a little overwhelming at first. But then you start adjusting to it. And you can see, wow, wow, I can really see. And then you bring someone else out of the dark room into the light, and they're like, whoa, oh, man, that hurts. It hurts. Hurts. Sorry, got to go back in the dark. It's uh, too much. But once their eyes adjust, they realize how dark life has been and how many beautiful colors and, and nuances there are in, in their life. As a result of knowing who you are, chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's very own possession, you can show others the goodness of God. He called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Once you had no identity as a people, but now you're God's people. Look at your neighbor and tell him, you're God's people. Once you receive no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. Come on. And he says, dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners. Another translation says aliens and strangers. Hello, aliens. <laughs> you don't belong here. That's the point he's saying. You're a foreigner. You're, you're a temporary resident. This, this place is not our home. And, and some of us are, are setting up in a hotel. 
thinking, this is where I'm going to live the rest of my life. Hey, you're just passing through. This is temporary stuff. So don't get too attached to it. Okay? I I warn you. It's, It's a warning. It's a high warning. I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Don't settle in a place that God has called you to pass through. Some of us are just settling down thinking this is all there is. I I might as well get the most out of life because, hey, you know, eat, drink, and be merry and whatever, you know, because I I don't know what's coming. I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know. We may go to heaven. I don't know. He said, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. You're foreigners. You're temporary residents here. You're just passing through. Don't settle. Don't settle down. And some of us are settling for stuff. The God said, hey, you're just walking through this, okay? This is, this is temporary. Just keep walking. Keep walking. Don't worry. Keep walking. Keep your head up. Keep your hand in my hand. Let's keep going. Don't sit down. Don't settle. You're passing through. He says, be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Some of them live in your house. Be careful how you live. Live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Then even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when he judges the world. And remember, this is who you are. This is who you are. This is how you live loved. They may have been outcasts running for their lives, but God had a different perspective of them. They were kings and queens. They were priests who represented God to man and man to God. They were prophets who proclaimed the grace of God to the world. The pain you're experiencing right now can't diminish your identity nor your responsibility. The pain you're experiencing right now cannot, cannot diminish your identity, or your responsibility. And I think some of us at times, and I've been guilty myself, it hurts so bad, you just want to say, whatever. I'm just going to act like everybody else acts. I'm going to act like everybody on 95. I'll show them how to drive. And, and it's easy to slip in there, and it, it's easy when you're, you're feeling pain to kind of go there and say, whatever, it, do, it just doesn't matter anymore. I don't care. But we have a, a responsibility that goes along with our identity. No matter what your circumstances look like, it doesn't change who you are. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego understood this. They lived loved. We've got to be intentional in our seed planting, not just go with the flow of what's happening to us. Jesus had a lot to say about seeds and soil. I want to look at that today uh, with uh, the remainder of time that we have. Mark chapter 4, verse 3, Jesus said, Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seed. He scattered it across his field. Some of the seed fell on a footpath. 
the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plant soon wilted under the hot sun, and since it didn't have deep roots, it died. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants so they produced no grain. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they sprouted, grew, and produced a crop that was 30, 60, even 100 times as much as had been planted. And then he said, anyone, somebody say anyone, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Anyone with ears to hear, listen and understand. And the disciples, they're like, oh, that hurts. I, I don't get that. I don't get it. Can you, can you explain it to us? And Jesus explains in verse 13. Jesus said to them, if you can't understand the meaning of this parable, how will you understand all the other parables? The farmer plants seed by taking God's word to others. What God says about us, the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once and take it away. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive with joy. Yeah, I like this. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents others who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life. The lure of wealth and the desire for other things so no fruit is produced. And the seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and Accept God's word. They produce a harvest 30, 60, even 100 times as much as has been planted. Brandon Hatmaker says it's important to frame this parable well. It's meant to be a diagnosis, not a prognosis. And the central point is found in verse 9. Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. He says, this is meant to be a temperature check. We're all in need of spiritual examination. Humans are famously unself-aware. We can see other people's flaws so much more clearly than we can see our own. And yet, we are all soil in this story. We're not soil inspectors. We're not capable of that because a lot of soil looks the same on the surface. The only person besides Jesus who can dig honestly beneath the surface of our hearts is us. And here's the good news. Our diagnosis is not permanent or inevitable. In fact, we are rarely just one type of soil all the time. He says, I've been all four and at times have two co coexisting soil types. 
I have receptive death, depth in one area, but I'm shallow and hardened in another. Anybody relate to that? It says things like scripture and prayer and community root us so deeply. They're the unglamorous, unfancy work of discipleship. They fix our principles and resolutions. They root our habits and affections. They make us strong. They prepare us for what's to come. And the same sun that warms and develops the well-rooted believer withers and burns up those who aren't. The seed among thorns is at first received deeply. Scripture tells us that it was well-rooted and bearing fruit. But there's a necessary practice for a fruit-bearing plant to stay healthy. It's called weeding. You've got to get the weeds out. And it's effortless to indulge our natural desires. It takes great effort to fight. It's a fight, as it were, to war against our natural desires. And there's some things that come naturally to us, and that's what we have to fight. Because the natural man, his ways lead to death. If we allow the Spirit of God to rise up in us, to war against the natural man, we find ourselves producing fruit. So I guess the question for us today is, what kind of soil are we? What kind of soil am I? Am I listening and understanding? Am I allowing the Word of God, what He says about me, what He says to me, allowing that to come in and as a seed produce good results in me? Or am I allowing the, the worries of the world, the frustrations, the the enemy, whatever, to come and steal and, and contaminate and destroy my life. Jesus says in Mark 4, verse 26, he also said this is what the kingdom of God is like. Man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. Whether the farmer gets up or not, the seed sprouts up and grows. He doesn't even know how it's happening. Something happens with the seed and the soil. The soil produces all by itself. What kind of soil am I? Am I gladly receiving the word of God? Am I gladly receiving what God says about me? And letting it become a part of who I am and produce 30, 60, 100 fold? Or am I listening to what God says and, yeah, that's great. And then I go, out the door, and it goes out of my life. I'm going to live how I want to live this week. I, I don't really care what was said. Or I'm reading the Word of God in the morning, and, I, and something clicks inside, and I'm like, oh, that was good. I need, I need that. And then I just go on my way and don't do a thing about it. James says that's kind of like looking in the mirror. You see how messy your hair is? You see you got pizza stuck in your teeth, but you're like, Pfft. 
It's all good, man, I'm out of here. And you forget, you forget what you look like until somebody looks at you and they're like, what, what, uh, it's all good, right? No, man, you need to get your hair combed. You need a bath. You need to brush your teeth. Okay. Stepping on toes. What kind of soil am I? Do I have ears to hear? Am I listening? Am I understanding? And where you plant yourself makes all the difference in the world. Psalm 1, and I, I close with this today. Psalm 1, blessed is the one. Somebody say blessed. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. But blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. You see, he, he's taking the word that which God says, and he's letting it become rooted and grounded to where the seed germinates and begins to produce a harvest. Blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water where there's a continual flow of nourishment that comes. There's no dryness. There's no drought. He's by the streams of living water that are pouring into him, and he's just soaking it up with the roots that have gone down deep, and he's like, whoa. And all of a sudden, he's growing and becoming and producing fruit. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. I got all the leaves in my yard withering right now. I mean, they're, they're withering and they're dropping and they're just going everywhere. But this guy, this guy who is meditating on the word of God, who is delighting in the law of the Lord, he is not withering. His leaves are not withering. Whatever he's doing is prospering. There's a continual flow of life in him because that seed that was planted is being received. It's heard and understood. Something's growing. And fruit's happening. Fruit's pouring out. And the leaves aren't falling off. And he's green and he's supple. And he's not withering. And everything he's doing is prospering. Then the psalmist reminds us, not so the wicked. They're like chaff. That, that dry husk that falls off and the wind just comes and blows it away. Yeah. I got a leaf blower. It, it's a wimpy one. It, it, you know, why, why do I believe infomercials? They convinced me. Oh, this thing's got power. It's, it's amazing. It's the most. And, you know, they, they take the picture with. They're not working with real stuff. I'm, I'm convinced of that. They're, they got light stuff somehow. They got light leaves. and My leaves were wet and hard. And it's like. They're going. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> Kick me. <laughs> okay. I don't even know why I said that, but I'm sure it had some kind of meaning. Oh, yeah, chaff. Like chaff. The wind blows it away. And so he says, therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous. If, if you will become the right soil, God's going to watch over your way. The Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. The Lord is watching over your way. He's watching over your seed to bring about a prosperous harvest. And I don't know about you, but I want to be a hearer and a doer of the word. If I am, I will be good soil. I'll be planted in the right soil. I'll be, be bringing forth much fruit. My leaf's not going to wither. Whatever I do will prosper. And I believe it's time for a soil check. Stand with me, please. Time for a soil check. Where am I planted? What kind of soil am I? Because God wants to watch over your way. He wants to prosper you. He wants to bless you. But the same sun that blesses the good soil and, and that, that, that which has been planted in good soil will also dry out and wither that which is planted in the, the rocky soil. And you and I are the only ones that can regulate and say, this is the kind of soil I'm going to be because I'm going to finally hear, I'm going to listen, and I'm going to understand. And I'm going to respond to what God has to say. Because you, you can come to church week after week after week. You can watch online week after week after week. And nothing can ever change for you because you don't listen, really listen, and do anything about it. I mean, you can feel good while you're here. You can kind of, you know, just say, oh, I like the tingly, feely, whatever. But, but God says, look, until you have ears to hear and do something about what you hear, nothing's going to change. Trouble's going to come. You're going to go, ah, it's not worth it. A little persecution, a little problem. Ah, money, if I could just get some more money, if, if I'm worried about this and all kinds. And everything just kind of comes at you. And you're like, eh, whatever. And you never see the harvest. You never see the harvest. And so you give up on God, and it's not God's problem. It's the soil problem. Let's pray. Would you just lift your hands to heaven and surrender this morning? Kind of like a cop's got a gun in your back, all right? Just surrender to him today. Just pray, Lord, give me ears to hear. Give me an obedient heart.
I'm tired of being bad soil. Lord, I want to obey you. I want to really hear what you're saying to me. And I want to do something about it. And so today, Jesus, I surrender to you. I surrender to you, Jesus. Make me into good soil. I'm choosing today to plant myself, to plant myself in the house of the Lord. I'm choosing today not to walk in step with the wicked, but to stand with the righteous. I'm going to delight myself in the Lord, in the ways of God. I'm going to meditate on your word day and night. And Lord, you promised, your word promises. I heard it today. I'm believing it. And I'm going to stand on it. I will be planted by rivers of living water. I will bring forth much fruit. My leaf will not wither. Whatever I do will prosper. I'm standing on that today. I believe it. And I will accomplish what you planted in me. Because you, God, you, God, are the one that's going to bring it to, to pass. You're going to bring forth much fruit in my life. Hallelujah. And so I give my life to you today, Jesus. I give my life to you today, Jesus. Everything I am, everything I am, I'm planting myself today. I'm planting myself beside streams of water today. I'm going to plant in the house of God. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I receive your word. I receive your word that says I'm chosen. I'm a child of God. I'm a, a high priest. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a holy person. I am God's chosen one. I am who you say I am. And Lord, I stand in that today. I let that seed take deep root in me. Hallelujah. I let your seed produce a harvest in me. A harvest. A harvest that will produce much fruit. A harvest that will be a blessing to others, a harvest that will bring forth much fruit in season and out of season. My leaf will not wither. Whatever I do will prosper. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.